and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 10. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben, and I'd just like to point out Dave's in Belgium and I'm in the good old UK. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about warming up and arrival activities. So Ben, it seems like a Game of Thrones style longest winter ever, but finally we've been able to get back out there on the grass, haven't we? Yeah, or the 3G in my case. But uh, or the 3G, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was good to get back to it, man. It's been bloody hell. What is it? What are we in now? Nearly April. Yeah, yeah end of March now, isn't it? I reckon we've had since. January, I reckon we've had something like oh, it can't be any more than seven or eight sessions. I would say can't be, it can't be any more than that. Miss so many because of different different things. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It was good to get good to get back last week and have a game as well, which was pretty rare. I think that's only the I think that was the second game I've done since the end of Jan, which is madness, really. Um, so yeah, it's all it's been. It's been. If it just feels like we've just barely done anything this year, to be honest. Um, I, th- I think we've missed six. We've lost six weekends. I think six games this mm-hmm. year because of the weather. It's pretty awful. You don't get them back either, which is frustrating. It's just kind of. I think one of them we've got back. They've rearranged one, but in fact, may, maybe not even that because I think they've actually cancelled another game to fit that one in. So it's all. Mm-hmm. A bit, it's a shame. Maybe they're better off extending. I think they might be better off extending the season and almost scrapping January football because you just don't play any. Well, having said that, it's not not been Jan that's been the problem. It's been March and other times. Yeah, February, March, hasn't it? I, I guess it's it's probably the, the it's felt worse. I mean, I I hadn't been out there since since January um, because the. The weekends when the girls could play, I was I, I was on the course. So it, it's basically been since January to you know nearly the end of March since we've been able to get back out on the grass. So yeah. you know it's it's been too long. Yeah, it has, and you can sort of see it in some of the games. I think a little bit of rustiness, and um, obviously you just don't get chance to to put your practices together and work on what you need to work on. But you know it is what it is, and We've only got a few weeks. Well, I think we've only got two or three games left, actually. So it's almost over. It's gone so quick. Um, and obviously the level one has been a big factor in that. But yeah, anyway, back to the original point. Yeah, good to get out there and uh, get cracking again. Yep, yep. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the, the warm-up and, uh, and arrival activities. So I think... It, We'll see how the conversation evolves, but I guess in my mind coming into this, I, I was kind of thinking about, you know, what we have been doing uh, in the past, you know, yourself for, for the last three years or so and, and what I've been working on this last year, mm. what we'll do in the future. And then uh, again, I guess uh, as a different dimension, looking at, you know, if, if the warm-up, warm-ups and arrival activities are different for training, to what they are for for matches, yeah. So, I mean, let's let's start because because I, I know mine is going to be 
not shameful, but, um, <laughs> you know, so what, what I had been doing compared to, you know, looking forward, what I will be doing is, is quite different. So what were you doing? Well, so, so for, so I guess for training and for matches, it was fairly dull, not very exciting, definitely not very fun, run, dull run kind of running and stretching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it doubles up, you know, if someone's giving you a bit of lip, uh, you know, <laughs> do an extra lap, you know, so bit of laps, bit of high knees, you know, getting the heels a bum, um, jump up, do a header, uh, that sort of thing. Now, what I would say is, it's kind of handy in some way because it, you know, it was always the same. So it's always consistent. Mm. So it's kind of handy that, you know, if, if you needed to have a chat, you know, to the parents or, or, you know, me to the, to the head coach or whatever, you could task one of the girls who are doing it, you know, so you could say, you know, go ahead and, and lead this warm up. And, and they, I think on the positive side, they, you know, they kind of enjoy that. Mm. But when I look back at it, it's like, well, yes, I, I, well, I mean, that's the interesting thing. And that's, that's what's good to discuss it, I guess. I I guess looking backwards, so the fact that it's so formulaic and functional and, and not really fun at all, that bit, I think I can do a lot better at, but like say the tasking, giving one of the girls the the responsibility, or in your case, one of the boys, that was good. That's a positive. So, I think looking forward in the future, I think I'd like to have the the warm ups uh, in both training and the matches and the, and arrival activities being a bit more varied, being a bit more fun, but still keeping hold of. Uh, uh, of being able to task one of the girls to actually go and say, go ahead and, and lead that session. Mm. No, I like that idea. So what, what, what are your kind of warm ups? So let's, let's look back in the past. So pre level one, kind of what, oh, what's your warm ups like? Um, very similar to yours, really pretty basic stuff. Uh, a few stretches, um oh, god nothing and do you do do you do um exciting than that to be honest <laughs> touch your toes right lads let's go pretty, pretty pretty much i mean god it's pretty bad really the problem i have is that we train six till quarter past seven and it's a real frantic dash for me to get to training after work mm-hmm. and invariably i don't get there on time I'm not, not very late, but sort of five, ten minutes maybe. So I've got an, my assistant, Stu, so he may, I may give him some bits to get the kids to do. But, you know, it's just not very structured. So I kind of turn up and I think pretty unofficially training is really quarter past six or quarter past seven just because can't get there for six. It's impossible. Do um, the guys who get on the pitch after you know that? Yeah, so the, the guys are supposed to be there at seven o'clock. <laughs> well, it's funny because most of the, we're lucky because we've got a good slot. Some of the other teams on other nights and before us, they only get an hour. So we actually get sport mm. rather than an hour and a quarter. And a few teams have uh, okay. that. But I mean, you know, it doesn't really make any difference. So by the time we get started, 
Um, it's quarter past six-ish, but then I've got very staggered arrival times for players as well. They don't. I think Thursday I was actually there on time because I was working from home, so I was managed, I managed to get to training early and set up. Um, but even then, you know, it was, wasn't until I would say twenty past six, twenty minutes later than we'd started that everybody was there who was coming. Mm-hmm. So, so because I'm never on time, I'm kind of it's a very very quick warm up. It's literally like a minute or two. Stretch a few things, maybe run up and down the pitch a couple of times. Um, and that's it. Then we're straight into whatever we're doing because I, I'm conscious I don't want to waste time when really the sort of warm up should be part of the hour. To be honest, because most teams only train for an hour, so I shouldn't probably guilty of thinking, oh, we've only got an hour. I don't want to waste time with a warm up, which is not the right kind of approach, really. So um, yeah, so like you, very dull. And so if 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 doing a warm up at all, it may just be right. Let's just get a ball and start doing something so um yeah yeah not 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 too proud of my warm-ups to be perfectly honest before well again that's why we're discussing it isn't it not not because we do everything perfectly and <laughs> have all the answers but yeah you know stick ourselves out there warts and all so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we you know certainly when i started you know i just look back at my my own time you know, when I was a kid and, and playing and, and that's essentially what we did. And I, I joked about the, the sort of static, you know, touching your toes or whatever, but that that's a little bit of what it was, wasn't it? Whereas now that I think they recommend a lot more dynamic warmups, you know, so not do, when you're all cold, uh, you know, not trying to touch your toes or whatever. It's not, yeah. not particularly good for you. Yeah. I mean, when Stu's there, um, before I get there, he he literally just they're all just lined up, one after the other, taking shots at goal. Uh, you know, and that's when you get the that's when you get balls flying all over the place and <laughs> this and the other. So I'm trying to be since level one. Obviously, I'm doing my planning and sending in what we're going to do for the for the session and everything. So yeah, it's a bit more structured now since sort of having my tail between my legs and thinking about what I was doing. So. So I guess for for yourself, it's probably you need to task your your assistant with with the warm up, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. And but again, it's difficult. I mean, I think for this season, it's just going to just sort of not peter out, but it'll be it'll be it'll be what it is now. And but then next season, it will be a case of well, hopefully we'll keep the same training time, but we'll have more players, and it will be mm-hmm. a bit more structured, and it will be right. Uh, you know, lay out to the parents. Somebody will be here at five past six latest. So can everybody be here at five past six? Not be late. Then we can go straight into that warm up for five ten minutes, or however long. And um, yeah, it'll be a lot more structured and a bit more worthwhile, really. Whereas at the moment, I think because because of the time issue, and it's, it's not been mm-hmm. that long. Stu's been really helping me, so and he does tend to get there just before me normally. So at least then we're in a position to say, okay, if we say everybody there by 10 past six, that gives us five minutes to warm up, say, then we can just get cracking at quarter past six and get into the main stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll think I'll think more about that as we go into next season. But now my warm-ups are a bit more, a bit more interesting. And, yeah, it just gets the blood pumping, gets the players moving, doing a bit of ball mm-hmm. work. And um, I think the interesting thing that I'd... <laughs> Which is quite was actually quite a surprise to me doing the level one. The the Pete the tutor he said he made us do a warm up in one of the days that we were there, 
and he just literally we just had a ball and we were just running up and down with this ball doing a few different things like you know outside of your foot right foot control get to a cone roll the ball under your foot as you go to the next cone and we're all shattered by the end of it and he said he said did you notice that because you had a ball and you're concentrating on the ball that you were sort of working twice as hard and it was like it was a sort of eureka moment, but it was so basic. I thought, yeah, I yeah. Thought about it, just even controlling a ball and running up and down with it. I felt you do feel shattered, and I've started introducing things like that with the kids. And I noticed they're all blowing after a few minutes, just because of the concentration, looking at the ball, and yeah, it's a really good way of warming them up actually, because they're they're moving, they've got a ball, mm-hmm. and it really gets them gets the blood pumping to the point they're almost shattered after five minutes. <laughs> So, so run that by me again. So, so what, what exactly? Because we do again, looking backwards, that kind of formulaic um, warm up after we've done high knees. You know, a few heel to bum, few jump, jump up as high as you can to do to do a header. I'll generally say grab a ball each. You know, now dribble from one one side of the pitch to the other. Just use the inside of your foot, then use the outside. Then uh, roll your foot across the top. You know, from one one side to the other. So, so that's that's for me. I guess my transitional step, moving from what I'd class as the warm up to mm. you know moving towards the ball work. But again, I I don't feel particularly good. There's nothing fun about that. It's just it's just mm. a functional kind of. It's just a way to get the blood pumping, way yeah. to get used to the feel of the ball again. Yeah, and I whether it's whether you class it as you know I don't know what you class it. For me, it's just a warm up activity. So rather than saying run up and down these cones in and out or whatever, get a ball and do it with a ball. But then. Lay, then layer a few things into it so it almost becomes like a practice it's like so mm-hmm. go up to the first cone outside of your right foot when you get to that cone and you go to the next cone outside of your left foot when you go to the next cone roll the ball under your foot get to the next cone do a step over then you go around again but but then you do it in one movement so do right foot roll the ball under your foot when you get to mm-hmm. the next cone Left left foot outside of your foot, roll the ball into your left foot, get to the next cone, put them all three, put all three together, do your right foot, roll the ball into your foot and do a step over. So you're just trying to make it a bit more interesting as they go around. So that's kind of what I've started doing rather than just going, right, go play it with the outside of your right foot and control it all the way around. It's like just giving them little challenges as they're going around. Yeah. It's quite, and it's quite interesting. They It really gets them focused. It's the one time they... You know, as soon as they arrive, they don't, they, they're not really messing around because they're totally focused on the ball. And you, you mm-hmm. see some of them, you know, the ball goes flying away from them because they completely lose control of it. But that, <laughs> that concentration, then we do that for five minutes and they're just completely shattered. They go and get a drink and they're, we're about ready to do the next thing. Okay. So, so like you say, I think you said you, you only do about a minute of warm up. But for me, the, there's a big crossover between that warm up. And the arrival activity, you know, and again, I, I think I have the same preconception myself. I, I kind of, when I use those words, warm up, mm. I kind of think of without the ball, but it yeah. doesn't have to be, does it? it, it it's just, no, it's just something to, you know, 
get you yeah, warmed I, up. Yeah, and I, I, for me, I guess, rightly or wrongly, for me, the line's blurred between an arrival, an arrival activity, a warm up, and a practice. I suppose because what I suppose what I'm doing there is a bit of a practice. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't see it as I don't pigeonhole it as something. I just see it as a way of a giving them a ball, which they all want. B getting them focused. C most importantly, getting them running and getting the blood pumping. Um, so for me, that all kind of merges into. I don't know. An arrival activity, I in my mind, is a bit more fun than that. Possibly, I don't know. Like I'll do something mm-hmm. like we'll play. I'll put two goals near each of them. We'll play like netball. So they're throwing the ball. And they've got to try and throw the ball into the goal, and that's a bit more fun. And there's a bit more banter with that, and they're messing mm-hmm. with that. They have a bit of a laugh doing it. Um, but also, it's kind of serious because I'm trying to get them to think about where they're positioned. Because, you know, they're all bunched. And I'm like, well, imagine you're playing a football match. You're not all going to have 10 people bunched in one area. Oh, you know, space out. Call for the ball. Get get the ball thrown to you over there. Then you've got more chance of scoring. So that's more fun. But there's a kind of serious side to it as well. Um, so I try and make arrival activities kind of fun, but with a bit of a purpose. Um, so, yeah. But, but, but are they arrival activities? Are they warm-ups? I, I don't know difficult they're all kind of part of the same thing for me whether that maybe that's not the right the right way to look at it but that's how i view it when i'm doing them so i guess i guess for me it's it's not that they're all completely mutually exclusive you know they they should all be linked together shouldn't they yeah and they should all you know connect to yeah. the same thing but i guess for me you know the thing that differentiates it is the amount of effort that you're going to put in so you maybe wouldn't have a game uh, we were speaking a few weeks ago weren't we about playing wembley or you know you wouldn't have um 1v1 sprints for 20 yards or something like that straight from getting their cold from the yeah. dads or, or mums dropping them off you know so so for me it, it's it's just it is all connected but it's about how much any how much effort you need to put in there and how yeah. match realistic it, it actually is yeah and i think that's not maybe that's probably not quite true what i just said because something like playing that netball game for example that's not that isn't really an arrival activity in the sense of you can only do it when you've got all the, when you've got equal sides so if you've got mm-hmm. players turning up in dribs and drabs it's not an arrival activity because you can't do it till everybody's there. Obviously, an arrival activity is something the kids can just, like the dribbling that I do, you know, they all start doing that as soon as they arrive. And as, as each one turns up, I'm like, right, this is what we're doing. Every, you can see everybody else is already doing it. You join in. I guess that's the differential, isn't it? That the arrival activity is something that one person could do to a point or eight people can do. It's got to be something that people can just drop into it, and it carry scales on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the, the, the arrival activities, you know, some of the examples that we talked about on the course, I, I think when I look back, I think they still relied on having a, a, a given set of numbers. But sometimes, you know, the clock reaches the top of the hour when we're supposed to kick off and I've still only got three players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, right, okay, what what shall we do here? So 
I kind of like, and and I'm, my perspective on this may change in the future, but I kind of like arrival activities where you can have people paired up, you know, yeah. and and you, you you've got a fifty fifty chance, haven't you, of having a even numbers or odd numbers? But you know, if you can have something where you can pair up or have a three. I think I'll, I like those the best as opposed to, right, I've got this arrival activity and it's it's based on four against four um, or five against five. And, and you're stressing a little bit about, you know, do I have enough numbers? I, I think the thing I like about pairing them up is, you know, they, they get that bit of banter. Once they've got whatever it is you're trying to task them with, you know, they've got that banter between themselves and they're figuring it out and discussing between themselves. And then if you have that, that third person or, or actually what I did at the weekend. So when, when we had uh, an odd number, so, so I was just doubling up as that, as the, the partner for that odd number, if you like. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that for the arrival activities, I think where I'm I'm landing right now that something that'll allow us to pair up is is what I, what I quite like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought I probably still need to put a bit more thought into my arrival activities, but yeah, I'm getting better. I mean, I'm doing stuff now that I wouldn't have done before. So yeah, it's um it's progressing and developing. I guess it's fair to say. So one of the things I, I think, so, so I tried, um, I, I think I spoke about this in, in, the, in the level one course, but I'll probably go into a little bit more detail. And again, when, when we did it uh, in the level one course, you're talking about a bunch of adults and, and we grasped it quite quickly so it was and i've no idea this this probably has a name <laughs> that that i'd recognize it by but essentially you pair up and then you know one of you counts one second person counts two first person again counts three and then second person counts starts from one so basically you're going from person to person one you're just counting one two three one two three mm. And then you say, well, when when you when you shout one, you know, run back three steps and back into position, yeah. and then you let you let that go for a bit, and then you introduce when the person shouts two, you run side to side, and then back into position, and then when you count three, you jump up and do a header, and I know when when I was doing this, when you get to that point where you where you're doing something on every single number and there's only two of you you get out of breath pretty pretty quickly <laughs> so I've, I've tried that a few times now but it's generally been quite a bit slower with the girls to to get them to to just explain you know what what is it you've got to do and then you get you get a pair you know go in and then then you have a few more people arrive you have to explain it again a few more people arrive you, you explain it again so it's not flowed i guess the way in in my mind it could flow mm. but it's one of those where i kind of think what well, once the girls get it they like it 
you know, and they they get right into it. And like I say, that that camaraderie, the the banter between the the pairs works quite well. But I think it's one of those that that would probably have to do a few times so that it's like it becomes like the warm-ups that I was talking about where where they just know what it is we're going to do so yeah. probably if a name doesn't exist already you know I'll just make one up call it the one two three game and and then we'll say right you know let's let's do the one two three game you know we'll count and, and we'll start off and and do that yeah but like I say, I, I tried it again at the weekend and it, it, it was a bit slow going. <laughs> Didn't quite work as well as I, I had it in my head. But, um, yeah. It's kind of, a lot of these things are suck it and say, aren't they? You just don't know. And we had we had a really good session on Thursday. It was really, it worked really well and I was really pleased with it. And we've had other ones and you just think, I've learned a lot there. I've learned about not what to do and, you know. I wouldn't do that again or do this differently. So it's, it can be hard going sometimes, but you've just got to sort of stick with it and, uh, you know, hope you find the right blend, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think we discussed this one while we were going through the course, didn't we, that um, <clears throat> that warm-up and arrival activity does uh, – not that it does need to be, but it really can be. You, you're missing an opportunity if if you don't treat that as part of the overall practice. And again, it, to be honest, it sounds like you are. You're just maybe not not drawing the boundaries between, you know, the warm up arrival activity and and the point of the whole practice. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably fair to say. Um, so. But then, you know, I've changed. I find my, what I plan to do changes quite a lot. So I've gone there with a, what I'm going to do in my mind. And, you know, you check your phone when you, you know, you've got to train in four people have said, oh, I can't make it. Um, so you think, oh, that's completely stuffed what I was going to do. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking <laughs> on my feet going, right, well, we can't do that. So let's try something different. So you, you, you've kind of having to evolve what you want to do which is obviously a bit of a frustration because you can't work because you plan, you plan for a certain amount of people. I mean, it's going a bit probably beyond the arrival activity, but um, even the arrival activity or the, you know, that warm up, I've, I've sometimes changed Thought, well, I won't do what I was going to do. Let's try, you know, something different. Um, like for example, I was going to do the, the netball type game thing um, mm-hmm. on Thursday and, uh, and then I think 20 minutes in, I only had seven players. Like, well, I can't do it because I've got, I've got an odd number. Um, so we ended up doing something else. Um, so it's kind of that, that that makes it difficult. But then I guess it's probably so what, worth it. What did you end up doing? We ended up, interest. Doing, um, we ended up doing, the, doing the dribbling, which I was doing anyway. And then I just, we ended up doing some long-range passing. I paired them up and we started pinging balls across the pitch to each other. Um, just trying to get a bit of elevation on the ball and some first-time control. So I just thought, mm-hmm. well, let's just do, let's just do that and see if anybody. And obviously, I had to join in with one of the kids because we only had seven. Um, yeah. So we just did that, just which was fine. You know, it was it was kind of I guess a warm-up activity really, um, just to get them pinging a ball about. Um, so I kind of just threw that in there. Thought, well, let's just do that and see if anybody else turns up. And somebody else did turn up, so we had eight, and then we just started the proper the proper session. So. I guess it's always worth having a sort of backup option 
that can accommodate less players, I suppose, is a learning from that, which I'll be thinking about going forward. So I, I'm sure I've said it on this podcast before, but uh, it was Eisenhower that said plans are useless, but the act of planning is everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you, you still... You still need to go through that planning exercise, don't you? Yeah. And and there's there's the what what is the there's the um there's the other one from the art of war, you know, that that the battle plans disintegrate as soon as it, you know you you engage with the enemy or or something like that. So probably not a great analogy there, but um <laughs> I think going through that thought process, having a plan is still absolutely a, a great thing. Um, but it's it's probably going to be probably going to be the exception more than the rule, isn't it? Where you're not where you're going to have to adjust a bit. You know, you you're going to have to evolve that plan and and change it a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's not just in the warm up. That's in the main for the whole well. thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, done it, I've done it a couple of times because I've not had not had the numbers, so I've had to completely change what I was doing. Um. I think I did it on Thursday. I think one of the things I was going to do had it was for ten players, and I had eight, so I changed it. Luckily, the second thing I was going to do was for eight players. Luckily, um, so I was going to actually have two spare. So I was going to do a little bit of rotation or do some work with a goalie or something. I don't know. Um, so it worked out quite well. So I actually spent more time. I probably spent double the time on the second practice I was going to do, which was four on two on one sort of two defends in one zone one in another mm-hmm. um, final pass movement so we actually spent a lot more time on that and I put some layers on it and made it really um, I said this to you in, earlier in the week didn't I um, and it worked really well and it was really good fun and um, we didn't take it into the game on Sunday unfortunately but, <laughs> but it was not good. yet not, not yet, yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. well we can't, actually that's not true we kind of did but we just kept missing we missed the final chance that was the difference the build-up play was good, but the final ball, the final chance was just not there. But um, so it actually worked out worked well. I thought, well, let's scrap the first thing I was going to do, and let's just go straight into this and see how it goes. And because it was going okay, you know, I put different layers on top of it, and we ended up doing that for twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, and it mm-hmm. was good. Rotated players around, let some different people attack, defend. So yeah, sort of thought on my feet a bit, and thought, well, let's just do that rather than trying to suddenly think of a different activity we can do let's just you know let's just develop this one and spend a bit more time doing that one so yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good so do you approach the the arrival activities different on training days versus match days so so what does a what does a match day arrival activity look like um, again being brutally honest, <laughs> no, oh, not. It's actually, in some ways, reasonably structured. I think. I mean, what I tend to do is I do um, kind of little mini possession, sort of five v five. Obviously, it's one of the rare occasions you've always got ten players on a match day. Um, mm-hmm. So I split to split them into two teams of five. Give them a little area to play, in, and we'll just do possession. So greens versus reds or whatever, and they've just got to keep the ball movement, keep the ball, pass it around. Just again, partly to get the blood flowing and get them to think about movement on the pitch and keeping the ball, finding teammates, communication. Because I'm always 
a lot of our team are pretty quiet. So I use mm-hmm. that to try and get them shouting and calling for the ball because um, some of them just don't shout at all, which is frustrating because they find amazing positions and don't call for it. Um, so that's that's always part of my... So I always try and have 30 minutes before the game. So I'll normally have 20, 25 minutes of stuff and then five minutes of chatting and just organising and stuff. So it tends to involve that. I do a lot of piggy in the middle as well. So I'll have two people in the middle holding bibs. I'll have eight round the, eight in a circle. Uh, obviously just pinging the ball first time, you know, one touch, playing the ball across the circle, keeping it away from the two in the middle, um, which is okay because they're not running around. The two in the middle are running around a bit, but then they get a rest when they come out. So they're, they're using the ball, but they're not legging it around and getting tired out. Mm-hmm. So I tend to do those two things pretty much always. And I've, I've, I've kind of done that for the last three years, to be honest. Um, and then maybe after that, we'll do a bit of shooting penalties or whatever, just for five minutes, um, just to sort of relax them a bit for the games. That's always a bit more fun, booting the ball at goal. So I tend <laughs> to do those three things, really, um, just to get the blood flowing. So I've, I've always kind of stuck to that. Um, whether I'll keep doing it, I probably, I probably won't, but they're just the things that I've done this season and I'll probably think maybe... I've never really thought about, to be honest, the the warm-up on a game day so much other than the things that I do is just to sort of get them moving and, like I said, communicating, calling for the ball as they would in a match. So I guess it's probably more tailored to that mm-hmm. whereas I probably wouldn't do that on a training day. It would just be some, you know, a bit more ball work. Um, but I'm always conscious of trying to get get them. So I suppose I am. I must be thinking about it saying that. So I'm trying to get them more in a game situation where they are going to be talking they are going to have to move. They are going to have to find space, um, which is probably the thinking behind it, really. Probably a bit subconsciously because I've never really analysed it that much till we've discussed it now. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like the arrival activities on game day and, and it it's around your philosophy, I guess, of being that in-possession sort of team, yep. isn't it? That possession-based team. So yeah. all the things that you've talked about there are all in-possession type activities, keeping yep. the ball, passing it between each other, uh, being comfortable on the ball. Yep. So, uh, and again, it's just, it helps us, doesn't it, sometimes structure our own thoughts when we're doing things automatically. But that's what it sounds like, sounds like to me. No, it's, that's that's fair comment. And it is, I am a possession. I like to play good football in possession, you know, attractive kind of thing, but also with a bit of penetration in it. It's not all just tippy-tappy, you know, pleasing on the eye. There's got to be a bit of end product, which is, and they're things that I focus on a lot. And I think as we go into nine aside, the sort of outer possessions are going to become a lot more prominent um, because of the offside rule, organising the defence, um, you know, there's, that's probably going to be, that's probably going to take over a lot more of my sessions going forward. Whereas I think seven aside, it's kind of my philosophy and focus has always been on that in possession. Well, how can we use the ball? Um, and I think that's also tailored around the players that I've got because I've got a, I've got a lot of good footballers, and I probably need one or two more. You know, do the sort of the nitty gritty, dirtier side of the game, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I'm looking for with the, 
new players that I bring in. Because um, I've got a lot of people who like, you know, they're very good on the ball and they play nice football and they're skillful. But you need a David Batty, is is what you're saying <clears throat> well, there. <laughs> you kind of do need because one of the thing, one of the weaknesses we've got is, and we we did it on Sunday a bit, is you know just that getting back and getting stuck in, and the lack the lack of tackling on Sunday kind of drove me mad a bit, and I put it down to rustiness and. We were just a bit flimsy in the tackle and we were standing off people and you just sometimes need somebody to sort of just get in there and, you know, show a bit more physicality and do the stuff off the ball. Um, so we're going to be focusing on that going forward. But, um, yeah, you're right. I think the warm activity does reflect how I like to play and how I like the team to play. So, I mean, what's your, what do you do for you? Do yours differ, differ from training as well? No, I think, well, again, looking backwards, I think, you know, the the warm-up uh, has been pretty much the same. So, you know, bit of running, <laughs> um, bit, bit of individual, you know, pick the ball up, you know, dribble with the ball with different parts of the foot and stuff, uh, dribble slowly, right, put a sprint on, dribble quickly. Um, but I think, uh, again, it just... Uh, and and so piggy in the middle. I, I think you probably gave me that idea a while ago, and so so that that was a good one. But you know, sometimes the the ball can be flying all over the place, and so it's like, oh, let's let's not try, bother with try that. With, try with two balls. That's interesting. I do that sometimes. <laughs> Throw two balls in there, and that confuses the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think. For me, the biggest change, I, I think I want to um, incorporate more moving forward is is really to connect the warm-up to whatever it is we've been working on. Um, so whether it's in possession, out of possession, transition, on the, on the training sessions, um, the warm-up on the match day, I think should still connect back to whatever it is you're working on. And so we've, we'd been working on before, I mean, completely been, been derailed by the, by the weather, really. We'd been working on a lot of, um, in possession stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I, I think we, we do need to work on a bit of, a bit more out of possession and transition stuff. And so that, that I think for me in the next, in the next, uh, four to six weeks i think that's where we'll we'll focus and so whether it's the training session or the match i think the arrival activities will will reflect that in some way mm. and i haven't quite figured out what that way is yet <laughs> but what i mean one of the things we did on on sunday and i think we'll we'll probably do again is is more about kind of jockeying you yeah. know, and and sort of holding holding players up. So we had um, a little game where you know we had three three zones. So we had one defender in each zone, and the first zone, you know, at the side, you had a couple of cones tipped upside down. Um, not the old traffic cones, but the just the little cones um, tips upside down, and and the the runner if you like would have a beanbag and they'd try and drop the beanbag in the in the upside down cone now if you got past uh the first defender and dropped it into the first cone then you get one point 
you get past you know a couple of defenders you get two points you get past three defenders it's three points mm-hmm. and so even though the the runners were you know having fun you know trying to score points with the beanbag the activity was more around the defenders and actually you know trying to because the attackers are trying to uh you know feign going one way and going the other way and so um you know the girls didn't really realize it but it was, it was really more about the defending side and just trying to watch body position try and you know make sure you're defending your space and and react when they change direction and it, and they absolutely loved it to be honest it, and it it was a game there was no football involved but it was for a purpose it it was you know, we we at the minute we you know we saw this in the match on Saturday. We still have that tendency to just go diving in, and then so you know, to, a bit of skill gets you past the player, and that's it. They're they're gone then. Yeah. And so just being able to to think and and jockey and and hold up the play, yeah. uh, as opposed to just go in with that aggressive press every single time and, and some, you know, a lot of the time get beat. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was something I, I think, you know, and that can be a, that could be an arrival activity, I think. Yeah. So no, I think definitely. doing stuff like that, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do again and build up on that. Yeah. I've done, I've started doing, certain things where I say they're not allowed to tackle defenders the defending players aren't allowed to tackle so they have to use their body position um, to try and force people away from goal or you know defend the goal they're not allowed to dive in boot the ball they've got to use their position of their body um, which is quite good because it stops that it stops that tendency just to go flying in which you know of course kids just naturally do that I think yeah yeah quite a hard thing to and I notice it a lot we do we do I, I go on about that a lot actually in training about you know just be on your toes have an arm's length to your opponent and just jockey them and just keep that arm there as a sort of buffer and just watch the ball you know don't fly in and of course and it's and it works well with them when you get to a game people lose their heads and <laughs> you see it all the time I mean it drives you mad some players because I in, I was saying to somebody I was saying to Stu, there's one lad um, in training, he's brilliant at it. He, he defends so well. He doesn't dive in. He uses. He listens to what I say about the arm's length, being on his toes and everything. And you get to a game and he kind of loses his head and he's constantly diving in. And people just, like you said, they waltz around him. And, it, and it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I think you just, that pressure of being in a match situation probably gets to some people. And your thought process goes out of the window a little bit because in training, it's a different story and that's just trying to get that into a match situation. Um, but yeah, I think putting that in a more in the match day warm up or arrival activity is a good idea. And it just sort of reinforces that I've probably been guilty of not doing that and focusing on the possession stuff. So it's something I'll, now we've discussed it, I'll definitely think about introducing that just to keep that in their minds, you know, keep that. Even if I say at half time, you know, remember this, remember this, but Mm -hmm. you're practicing it before, it's sort of ingrained in their brains a bit then, isn't it? So it's definitely worth worth adapting that, I think, going forward. Yeah. And I think, yeah. again, one of the things I'm, I'm going to try and see how it goes is giving players individual targets 
for the game as part of that that warm up. So so you just mentioned a, an example there. So the the kid who who sort of dives in a little bit during the games. You know, I wonder could you give them a um some kind of target like uh, and I don't would it be you know don't <laughs> You don't want to express it in the negative, do you? You know, don't dive in three times. Yeah. Um, it, it it might be like stand the player up, yeah, three times or five times, yeah. You well, know, and it, absolutely, it's a good idea, and it's something that I've thought about doing a lot in in training. First of all, and we never, I've never actually had the time or put put the the sort of thought into right because I've, I've thought about doing that with every single player in the team at training mm-hmm. a little slip of paper or something and say right this is your this is your task for training tonight whether it's you know don't over dribble or that's getting a bit Brendan Rodgers there isn't it yeah, Give yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> it no, just because I just think because some of them the only reason I say no is because it would just be for them to hold on to or do whatever with, but just think, have a physical thing to think about. Because I know what would happen is I would say it at the start of training and then within 10 minutes they'd forget. And we'd do a match or we'd do whatever we're doing and I would forget what I've asked them. So it's just to try and get them to think, right, this is your little task for the day. Um, you know, take a touch before you shoot or shoot first time or use your left foot. But just to see if they can take on board that little suggestion. Um, <laughs> And see how that goes, but I've, I've thought about doing that a lot, and I've just never actually got around to doing it. But um, I think mm-hmm. it's definitely something, and, no, and nobody else would know about it. Only that particular player. It's not there. It's like it's, it's all like this. You know, it's our secret. This is what I want between just me and you. This is what I want you to do. Uh, if that works, and then maybe yeah, like you said, you could take that into a game. Yeah, I, I think it'd be it'd be tough to do it with every player, wouldn't it? Because you you kind of want to feed back ideally don't you as well um you know you want to keep your own eye on on how they're doing so possibly just you know two to three players per week you know and keep it rotating don't you know have your favorites or whatever and just focus on them for the season but i i think if you did it that way you you know, your brain can only handle so many variables, can't it? So yeah, I don't think you could handle targets for every single player. Yeah, I mean, my targets are more for when we do a match at the end, but there's no reason you couldn't do it for the whole of training, depending on what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I will get around to doing that. I've, I keep thinking, every, nearly every week, I think, all right, that's, I'll do it this week. And then I get caught up in trying to plan the session and I completely forget about it. But it is a good idea. And the, the, Pete, Pete on level one said that as well, that it's a good little tool to use um, just to see if players take on board what you're saying. You can keep track on, you know, their development and if they're taking that on board. So, yeah, it's definitely a good suggestion. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried it. You tried it? I, I tried it at the, at the weekend, actually. And, and um, so so actually, I tried, tried a couple of different things. So so going a little bit off topic, but uh, just, just while we're... we're talking about it so with the subs one of the things uh so 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 just add a couple of subs this uh, you know we rotate of course but so the subs at the time uh and as we were rotating you know i'll have the same conversation with the with the girls that come off but i was asking them to watch 
the girls in a particular position. Mm. So I'd say, you know, you're going to be playing when you go on, you're going to be playing this position. So I want you to watch what they're doing. And I want you to tell me, I'm going to come back to you in five or 10 minutes. And I'm going to ask you what all the things they're doing well and what, what could they do a bit better? Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it, <laughs> it started to go off uh, where where I expected it to. So it started to be, it, it was starting to evolve into, you know, shouting from the sidelines at all the things they should, they're doing wrong. <laughs> so, so I had to say, whoa, whoa hang about. <laughs> this is your internal monologue. I'm not asking you to, to shout as one of those shouty parents from the sidelines. So, but it, it kind of worked, um, you know, and, and just letting them get to those conclusions themselves, you know, and then uh, hopefully taking that onto the pitch when, the, when they came on the pitch. Now, with the targets, um, so I tried that. And again, I, I think I have to have a few more data points uh, before I come to any serious conclusions about it. But the, the funny thing was, with one girl, I said, right, I, wanna, I want you to make three interceptions or tackles mm -hmm. when you get on there. And that was it. Just simple. Um, now, she didn't do that. But what she did do was about four absolutely blinding runs down the wing. <laughs> <laughs> So she completely didn't meet those targets as given. Um, I, I, you know, to be honest, I, I'd kind of half forgotten about it at the end of the match. She said, well, did, I, did I do it? You know, I said, well, to be honest, we didn't do the tackles, but what you did was even better. So, you know, we, we'll have that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's definitely something I, I'm going to try and try and do. And, and like I say, just try and that, that first thing was was more to just try and get the subs engaged and, and thinking about, you know, the position that I'm going to be asking them to play when they come on the pitch. Yeah. And uh, the other thing was just just the targets, just a little little thing to concentrate and to focus on for that game. Yeah, no, I will do. I will do that. I'll do the target thing differently instead of thinking about it every week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the other thing I'll just mention about, I, I think there's, there's a chasm between, I think still what, what I'm personally doing now for warmups and, and arrival activities and, and, where I want to be. I want to have that kind of library where, you know, if it's a week where I haven't had chance to really think about it, I can just rock up and just, uh, and just say, right, we're, we're going to be doing this. Whereas at the moment it's, it's fairly, you know, it's hard fought. It's, it's like thinking about it for a long time and then, and then finally coming up with yeah. something that you think works. But, um, one come. of the things we, sorry, go, go on. That'll come over time. Yeah, I, th I think it's about time on the pitch, isn't it? And just and just trying new thing, uh, trying different things, seeing what what works for you and and that environment. But one of the things I, I was delighted with was so last last week we uh, I, th I think I got the original idea from from Hive um, and then just kind of evolved it from there. But 
I, I think I saw somewhere about doing a game of Connect Four, mm. and I was reading reading through it, and I, but I didn't. It didn't feel to me like what I was reading would would flow very well. So, but I just took that idea of doing Connect Four, mm. and just thought, right, how how could you you make that work? So. What I ended up doing, so I made a, a five by five grid of cones, all a couple of yards apart, mm. and then we had two teams, um, a red red team and a blue team. I, th- I think we actually had orange, but uh, for the sake of argument, we'll say red, red and blues. And again, we we had seven players, so you know, but it could have scaled up um, from probably from about four four is probably the minimum that you could have and so i basically said right you know you got two teams when i say go one person from each team can run to one of those cones so we had this five by five white cones and you can place one of your colored cones down on 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 top of that white cone yeah and then you need to run back and then the next person goes and they put them down. And so if you're the one running out there, you kind of you you ultimately make the choice of where you're going to put that cone, uh, your colored cone. Mm. But the people who are waiting can also help you. So they can shout out and and give you tips. You know, they may might be able to to see things that you're not seeing. So yeah. I kind of like that that you know there's a bit of communication there in in terms of like, you know, the player in possession if you like and and the rest of the team and so you know it took it took two or three goes <laughs> to actually get that going and then uh the head coach was he was off um setting some other stuff up and he and he says oh that that one has fall down and i kind of looked at it i'm like what, what's he on about and he was talking about gravity so in real connect four you obviously drop your your colors you, you have your yellows and your reds don't you and you drop them down whereas i was playing a bit more of a crystal maze kind of thing it right. was just flat so so i said okay well well there we go happy days we've got a bit of a progression there so you have to start from the bottom here and if you you know if you accidentally put it there then i'm going to move it down it's going to fall down this way mm. so that took a bit of getting used to with with uh with the girls and whatever but they started to do that and, and then again they they really enjoyed it and so then what once we'd had a few goes of that and you know you, you get you introduce winning and losing uh, you know that inbuilt competitiveness comes out and so you know they're warming up but they they just don't feel like they're warming up but again that you know they're getting a bit of communication there yeah. i then introduced a ball into it so each team had a ball and said so the player running out running into space or run into that particular cone where you want to put your colored cone right you then need to call the players waiting are going to pass to you when you've got control of the ball then you can put your colored cone on top of the white cone. Right. Only then. And then you pass it back and then next player goes. So, you know, if, if they pass it off and, and you miscontrol it or whatever, you can't put your cone down. You have to go get the ball, bring it back, and then you can put your cone down. So, you know, again, it, it introduced a bit of uh, that communication, the passing and receiving, uh, way to the pass. Um, 
So I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and, and the kids really enjoyed it as well. And so that's, that's one that, like I say, the germ of the idea stolen from, uh, from something that I'd seen, but, um, the, the way it evolved was, was kind of nice. And so I think I'll, I'll put that in my little library of, of arrival activities. And like I say, probably four is your minimum. Yeah. And then as people join them, well, they can join one team and then uh, it will take a while before everyone knows exactly what the rules are. Yeah. You know, you have someone turning late. What is it we're doing? Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to build up a, a whole library of, of these kind of things and, and try and um, just like say, keep it, keep it fun. You don't want it to be so complicated that you're spending 10 minutes explaining it right, <laughs> and then no, you're stopping, sure. starting and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, generally I, I was assuming that, you know, most, even though it was a game from is it seventies or eighties connect for, it, it yeah. seems to kids still play it now. Don't they? Uh, probably only at Christmas when the, the dads, mums <laughs> and dads get it out, but <laughs> they, they seem to know what it was. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. No, that's good. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's, that's what I try and do, take some ideas and then tweak it myself and not just copy what somebody else is doing. But, yeah, put your own little slant on it. And it's easy to do that. I mean, you know, there's so many different things you can tweak and introduce and change. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. So let, let's let's maybe come back to this one in um... – not a few episodes, but but uh, in some future episode, and, and see how we get on, and and how these kind of arrival activities and warm ups evolve, and if any of the listeners have got any particular perspectives on um, where they've been and and where they've got to, let us know. Um, it's all about sharing, spreading the knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So, have we got anything else? No, I think that's, that's probably covered it. I think, like you said, it'd be good to revisit, even if it's in six months' time, and just see how we've adapted it, how we've developed it, what new ideas we've got, how we found it. And, um, yeah, we can talk about it again and compare notes. Yep, yep, sounds good. So let's let's wrap it up there. So that's it for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, drop us an email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com or get us on Twitter at grootscoachcast. Cheers. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye now. Cheers, guys. Take care.